Hey, hey, this is Mark Thompson, narrator of a bunch of the Star Wars audiobooks, and you are listening to The Living Force. May the Force be with you. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. Bandits who set up camp at the abandoned outpost on the other side of the mountain. A Utini Podcast Network production. Are you really the chief of this village? Episode 132, Star Wars Visions Part 1. Time for you to pay your taxes. On this episode, new Patreon upgrades and a new survey. She's a Seth! Star Wars video game ideas. It must be lonesome traveling the countryside all by yourself. And the Utini crew talks about the first four episodes of Star Wars Visions. You'll surrender. Although, I won't be sparing your life. And now, here are your hosts. So you're a Jedi. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Hello, everyone! Welcome into the Living Force, the Utini Network podcast, all about the greatest thing in Star Wars. That's it. That's the drop, and that's our name. Don't wear it out. For legal reasons, I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me tonight to talk all things Star Wars Visions, at least the first half, is the full cast of characters that, frankly, I haven't talked to as much this week as I usually do. So let's start with uh, Dr. Corey Helton. How's your week, what up, what dude? Up? I feel like it's we, good, have, man. we just haven't talked all week. I know, I know. I was uh, I had some uh, annual leave this past weekend. We went down to Savannah, Georgia. My wife got a tattoo with her sister that she's been dreaming about for a while. It looks super cool. It's, it's a, so pretty. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like a stork with uh, like a red sun. It looks really sick. Like yeah. it's really cool. So had some fun. We went to uh, went to a drag show down in Savannah. That was a lot of fun. Like um, had some drinks. It was a good time. And then you time. and you pick up a very specific drink. Hashtag not a sponsor. What oh yeah yes i did i was like i panicked for a second I was like, what are you talking about yeah every time i go to georgia i have to get my favorite beer which is tropicalia by creature comforts and uh, i'm drinking some now so i'm glad to have picked it up look at it's that my favorite beer on the planet so uh and fun Thor fact. drinks it in the avengers movie there it is thank you but <laughs> that's that's like the aragorn broke his toe in this scene like you always have to say that's that right. every time we talk about it that's right that's right um but also who is here and is not in fact watching preseason basketball which is a huge uh Huge part of his life, Dr. Charles Hankel. Hey, buddy. Yeah, you guys should feel so honored that I'm here instead of watching <laughs> Miami's first preseason game. We were uh, looking pretty bad in the uh, late first quarter there, <laughs> so that's why I'm here, really. Uh, I didn't yeah. go to any drag shows. I didn't uh, get any of my favorite beers, but I'm here, and I'm happy to chat visions. Well, that's good. You know, we can't all have wonderful weekends of growth and excitement unless, of course, we are standing in the presence of Wes Jenkins, which is constant enlightenment. Hello, everyone. I would like to inform you all, as I informed you about two weeks ago, that another cold front is running through Houston. Oh, and no. It's got, and it's going to oh. be 68 degrees tonight. Can you believe <laughs> Shut it? Shut up, Wes. I swear. Up, Look at <laughs> Wes. <laughs> I can't wait and, and, to go outside and not sweat at 9 p.m. <laughs> as they would say on TikTok, because of the rules and regulations, uh, unalive yourself, Wes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, anyway... Caitlin has uh, Caitlin has texted me for the, from me a separate room and said it's not an effing stork it's a heron get it right <laughs> it's so, a heron you know yes and, you know All I right. knew that too I don't know why I said stork so why, why the it, hell man. did you get a, a stork it has like long legs like a stork <gasps> well you know you who it. might want to get a stork tattoo is one of our mm. team members uh, that transition we want thank you we wanted to give a very very special living force and a full Utini shout out to Emily Daybeck. 
uh, one of our Legends Look Back hosts. And if you watched last week's Legends Look Back, you know exactly why. Uh, last week's show was a lot of fun. Legends Look Back hosts decided to play a game where they would get to know each other, Two Truths and a Lie style. It's on our YouTube channel and on your podcast providers. But if you were listening, then you know Emily used that game to reveal her actual pregnancy. Uh, one of the coolest <laughs> moments in UTD history. So, Emily, congrats on, one, the great content. Thanks for those likes. Uh, but also, congratulations on your upcoming stork present of your own. Uh, guys, we, will, we can't top that this week. No. I think we just got to own that. <laughs> um, unless there's something I don't know that you guys are going to slide into our talk about Tatooine Rhapsody. Uh, no. All right. All right, fine. Uh, but another cool thing that happened last week was the return of a beloved Utini segment with some technical upgrades. Wes, what did you do Friday night? Uh, this past Friday, well, Utini Game Nights came back um, after about a month hiatus. Uh, I played a little Battlefront, and uh, we were able to see some behind-the-scenes stuff that uh, Corey was able to open the pocketbook on and uh, provide to me. We now have a floating command center where everybody it's can amazing. see... Where everybody can see the buttons and dials, where um, where all the where all the magic happens for the video gaming world, and there's also a, a sweet viewport that we built with uh, the scraps from Corey's trailer build. Yeah, um, you might want to check that out. Um, there's some uh, unknown woman that's staring out that viewport that hasn't spoken to any of us, uh, but hopefully <laughs> one day, one day I'll get I'll get to know her name. So. Um, yeah, Utini Game Nights is back. <laughs> I have no idea what that's in reference to. <laughs> you gotta watch. You gotta watch. You gotta watch the show. So Utini Game Nights is back. Um, on most nights, Friday nights, if I'm not gone hunting, I will be here gaming. So, um, which may be this coming Friday. Uh, I'll send you. I'll make sure everybody is aware. Send it out on Discord and put a tweet out on Friday. Let you know when Utini Game Nights is back. I'll throw up a different Star Wars game, and we'll get. Various people playing, like Emma and Andrew, uh, they'll they'll fly in whenever they need uh, whenever they need to to relieve me. But um, for now, Friday nights, Utini game night. Make sure we put it on your schedule. There you go. I love it. It was so much fun. It was the best way to start the weekend. And Charles, you had a particularly rough night shift that I know Wes helped you through with that game night. Seriously, that <laughs> game night is just about the only thing that got me through that shift. And. And the the space socks, the space socks that were no shows. That's like my favorite moment, probably of the whole stream. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch it. That's right. They allowed they allowed me to hover over the planet. Um, they're special no show space socks. Um, so yes, again, just go ahead and check it out. It's it's, it's a good one. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. Love that it's back. Um, one thing I don't love though, uh, that I'm starting to hate, frankly, every week. Is the UTNE fantasy update? This is the quick, uh, just thing where I want to say that I lost to our very own uh, Jacob Spicedan himself uh, by a single point last week. Uh, so Mason Mason Crosby, I uh, hate you, I hate you, just straight up. Uh, not because you're a Packer, but because you uh, just made me feel sad and you embarrassed me in front of my friends. And this week I also will lose again. So that's fun. Uh, but as I said in our pre-show. The only person who has less points than me is Wes. So Wes, I appreciate you taking that bullet for me unless no someone explodes tonight. So I was busy doing Utini game nights, Eric. I wasn't yeah. setting my lineup. <laughs> you know what? And the sad thing is, Wes, I was. 
I intentionally set a lineup. I listen to five hours of podcasts every week about fantasy football. I watch every game, and uh-huh. I'm so bad this year. Oh. Right. Anyway, that's it. Uh, James somehow lost Christian McCaffrey and still uh, won. So, whatever. Moving on to something much, much happier. Um, oh, hold on. Quick shout-out to what Gavin said in the chat, because we like, we like some sports things. A shout-out to the Mariners, who did lose yesterday, but are maybe making the playoffs? I found out this is a real thing. Uh, I don't – this might if, – if, skip it's like 15 seconds ahead if you don't want something that's like somewhat graphic. Apparently, the Seattle Mariners, in their history – I have more ruptured testicles than they do playoff appearances. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it's five to four. <laughs> so just so you know. <laughs> Sorry, Seattle. That- <laughs> they were they were one game away. They needed they needed either Boston or New York nope. to lose, and they needed to win just to, <laughs> that is ha- a hell to have of a, a chance. Statistic. So that's yeah, a that still was- that stat <laughs> remains. Um, Moving on to the people that I think already regret what they've done, which is people that uh, give us money on our Patreon. Uh, we want to give a huge, ridiculously large thank you and shout out to Earl Q, who has joined our Jedi High Council. That is our top tier of Patreon that has pushed us closer and ever closer to our Attack of the Clones commentary, which we I'm uh, are ridiculously excited to do. Earl Definitely got us a large way, a large part of the way there. I believe we're like $25 or something away from that. So if you've been waiting, uh, this is the time to join Patreon. you got to check it out. And, of course, uh, there's always new rewards being built behind the scenes. Get in touch with Timothy, our Patreon manager, who is always trying to find out what we want to do. This week, actually, there will be a survey on Patreon uh, to talk about our Rogue One watch party or commentary. Uh, because we've realized that we've gotten a lot of great feedback on our Phantom Menace commentary, and as fun as watch parties are, they're kind of one and done. So if you actually want us to do a commentary instead that you can kind of have, uh, look for that survey coming on Patreon this very week. All right, Charles, we have a patron of the week who I believe is in the chat right now. Awesome, yeah. Our patron of the week this week is Gavin, and Gavin says, Howdy. My name is Gavin, popping up as Super Nerd Gavin on YouTube and Discord sometimes. I'm from Texas, but currently living in Bellingham, Washington. I grew up around Star Wars content, watched Clone Wars, and played some of the games, but I didn't actually sit down and watch the original trilogy until a few years ago when I was 16. It wasn't until this year in January when I read Heir to the Empire, my first Star Wars book, then no more until this August when I started to read more, more with Dark Force Rising and Light of the Jedi. I have now read 17 Star Wars books and am currently starting Wraith Squadron. Wow! Despite how much I've been in love with the book so far, my favorite story is not from a book nor the films. Jedi Fallen Order is hands down my favorite Star Wars story and experience. Cal Kestis, despite sort of being Ginger Kanan, is a wonderful (laughs) character who we can see go through a great trauma and slowly build himself back up. Using the video game element of getting better abilities throughout is an ingenious way of showing someone building themselves back up from trauma while also just using cool-ass force abilities. It also just has some of the most cool and fun moments of Star Wars for me, which I get I have to have control over in some aspect. Just some fascinating lore aspects I hope we see again someday. My dive into the books led me to Utini, but this 
the specific thing that brought me here was the foundational five books. I enjoyed them and then noticed there was a Discord. After joining the Discord, I quickly realized how warm and welcoming this community was. I was welcomed readily and everyone was so kind. I've created a group of friends and people to support me along my Star Wars EU journey, and it's been a blast to come in and talk about my experience as I read and create conversations from it. This, of course, led me to want to support Utini through Patreon. This community is so fantastic, and I'm grateful to have discovered it. Being here has given my Star Wars nerdiness somewhere to belong and thrive. My question for the Living Force host is, if you could create a Star Wars game, what genre would it be and what characters would you use? For example, I would do a multiplayer action-adventure game with the Ghost Crew from Rebels. It would have action elements like Fallen Order, but also shooter elements akin to something like Battlefront or Jedi Knight. My idea would be to follow the crew along on their missions, but have the ability to play as different characters in the crew for different gameplay styles. So you could have someone doing a flight mission as Hera, while someone is shooting as Sabine with melee players as the Jedi or Zeb, and of course, chopper mode. All right. Well, thank you all so much for letting me have this opportunity this week. Have a fantastic night and a great show. I appreciate y'all and all of you, Teeny. May the force be with you. And Gavin, I appreciate you. And how many times you said y'all in that, it made me feel right at home. And yeah. I know it's the Damn same straight. for the, the fellow <laughs> Texan Wesley here. Damn straight. <clears throat> Man, also, I love that game idea. It sounds like the Guardians of the Galaxy game that's coming out a little bit. I would love a Ghost Crew game. Mm. More Rebels in everything would be ideal, obviously. Um... There's a lot of good stuff in here. Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. Have you guys played that more than once? I've still yeah. only played it the one time. Yeah, it's been on my list to redo. Every time I think about replaying it, as much as I loved it, I, I like have like flashbacks to that stupid map and all the rotation you do on uh, Zepho. 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 That the maze was it. Zepho. Zepho. It's just like, oh my mm, God. that's what holds me back. Every single <laughs> yep. time. I just, that image of that map, trying to figure out how to navigate that damn planet. <laughs> that was so hard. I'm also oh, horrible man. at replaying or rereading anything. So I'm like, there's so many things to play and do and then i just I play halo for like five hours and i'm like where is it that was fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on my second playthrough right now um it's been a while since i've had it on utini game night but that's one of their that's one of their on the rotation is uh, Jedi mm-hmm. Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. so i haven't got to like one of the the actual very hard bosses yet so it's probably a good thing i probably lose mm. all kinds of viewers <laughs> they're just like oh, again and again you're gonna try again <laughs> And again, it's the same thing over and over again. So if we had to pick a game, though, we've talked a, a couple on here, but what's like a, what's a game we'd want? Because, I mean, Charles, obviously you want the 4K remaster of the pod racing game from episode one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have to say it. Thank you for saving my breath. <laughs> I, but specifically, I want to say this. I, want, yeah. uh, not, I don't want a remaster of the, pod, of the pod racer game. I want a new pod racing game. And I want to be able to create your racer and like upgrade your pod, and you got to race through all the circuits. And and I want it to be story driven, where there's like mm-hmm. you do all the races, but there's there's a, a whole story you progress through. I think that'd be great, like an open world in between the races. Yeah, you like have your own that'd like little cool. greasy garage, and like you you have your pit crew and all that stuff. That'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have an I have an immediate answer. Um, I want an open world bounty hunter game. Um, I've been saying that forever. <laughs> thirteen thirteen looks looked very interesting when they were developing that, and I I still will say that one of my favorite Star Wars games of all time was Bounty Hunter. Like I remember mm-hmm. playing it on the PS2 back in the day, and that game was so so fun. You played as Jango Fett. 
Um, and it was fun and hard. And I, I can just imagine, like, I don't, I don't really know how to do this yet, but I would really like to see, like, uh, like some kind of multiplayer aspect, right? I mean, you know, open-world games like Assassin's Creed, Jedi Fallen Order, that stuff is really fun, but it is sort of missing that social aspect. And yeah. I don't know, that might be hard to, like, get in there. And, like, we don't... We have... We have some FPS games, right? Mm-hmm. Like that are Star Wars that are kind of social and stuff, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything where you where you can have yeah, like crafting and like yeah. I don't know, guilds and some of those MMO components I think would be really fun. Yeah, maybe like a red like a Red Dead Redemption multiplayer kind of thing that mixes the two. That'd be cool. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Where there's other people running around yeah. maybe, like I don't know, that might be fun. <laughs> I uh I definitely want a either RPG or like just regular action game. Play a Jedi, and I want to start as a Padawan, but I want the game to be in, like, multiple acts. Like, you do your little Padawan <clears> thing, <throat> and then you finish that act of the game, then there's a time jump, and then you're an apprentice going out on missions with your master, and then there's a time jump, and you're a Jedi Knight doing your own thing, and then there's a time jump, and then you're a master of your own, so you get to kind of play this <clears> character <throat> through their whole life. And there's a time jump, and you're that. a Force ghost. Yeah, and then you're just <laughs> chilling and hanging out forever. Strike me down, and I will become more powerful than you ever imagined. Just, and he does. Then you're the Force Ghost for like three minutes, and you just realize there's nothing to do, so the yeah. game ends. And you just walk says, around the X credits. Press X to vibe, and you're like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking that I would like a, a Battle Royale. So basically just take Call of Duty Warzone and give it a Star Wars skins, and that's what I want. Because I'm obsessed with that game right now. Well, I, I could dig that. <laughs> a whole bunch of different yeah, attachments I mean, for your blasters, <laughs> and you can have different pieces to your lightsaber, much like we saw in Visions, where you can make your oh, lightsaber a, a different I want an, uh, an M-rated Star Wars game, right? Like <laughs> yeah. I, want a, I, want a, I want Battlefront, Careful. except rated M. So it's really violent. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You want, you know, you're the guys, like, you're, you're the nerds that were on Reddit that are like, where's the dismemberments in Fallen Order? <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely. <yes. clears throat> Love that. Well, I mean, hey, we're if you're into gaming news, there's always talks about these new Star Wars games that are keep getting leaked that I've been working on. So I would bet we're gonna hear something <clears throat> either celebration or E three next year about the next project. <clears throat> so Gavin, stay tuned and all of us stay tuned to see if we're right. All right. Now, uh let's hit it with a little bit of Star Wars Weekly Roundup. Speaking of bounty hunters, speaking of upcoming projects, speaking of release dates, we got one that incorporates all three of those. Y'all, we got finally the Right Under the Wire Book of Boba Fett release date. Throw that beautiful poster on the screen. Oh, my God. Look at that king on his throne. (laughs) He's going to start episode one, December 29th. I Wow. Guys, I'm I'm surprised. I thought it was going to be next year. I thought it was going to get pushed. Yeah, yeah, I really did too. I mean, they said for sure it's definitely going to be 2021, and I mean, they didn't lie they to didn't us lie. technically, but <laughs> December 29th is about as late as you can possibly yeah. push it. So, it's, I'm excited yeah. by that though. I mean, it's right at New Year's. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times, folks have got you know the day off for New Year's and stuff. I mean, I don't personally. <laughs> <laughs> I know Charles probably doesn't either. Oh, do people um, get hurt on New Year's Eve? Is that a bad time for hospitals? Are that's a bad, drug people with explosives? That's a bad shift. It's all, the only thing that's, that's right. worse than that is July 4th. <laughs> that is correct. I My used God. to have these fingers, and now I don't. <laughs> no, but the holiday <laughs> release is on, a ton right? of fun. <laughs> yeah. no, it's yeah. like just one more thing in the, in the happy times that are the holidays. It's like just an extra little holiday. We get our own little Star Wars holiday in the middle of it all. Yeah. But, that, but that's true. Like A lot of people take off on the last week of December. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you'll have plenty of time to sit down with your family and watch Book of Boba Fett. So, but, so what's the, 
What's the uh, release schedule? Is it going to be one episode a week? I'm guessing Wednesdays. I, I yeah. think it's going to be one a week. I think Mandalorian like has proven that they take over popular culture when they're on. Like For the, sure, the yeah. weekly schedule, just have. I mean, we're us nerds are doing podcasts about it, and you know. <laughs> People think about it for so long, as opposed to Stranger Things, which I love, is like awesome for like two weeks, and then people like totally move on to something else. I know. Yeah, there is that weird sense of like, like FOMO. I think when you if you haven't binge watched the entire series, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and like, and like you're right. It's only like two or three weeks is all that people talk about stuff like that. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited about this. I mean, this is uh, I don't know what this is going to be about, right? I mean, it's got mm-hmm. a lot of potential, though. A lot of potential to bring in some of the crime stuff. Yep. I mean, Kira, it'd be sick if she could maybe be oh, in it, or oh, it'd be some so of that awesome. underworld stuff would be great. So yeah. I'm really jacked about that. We know it's Boba. We know it's Fennec Shand. We know we got some criminal elements, and we don't know how many episodes. I don't think. <clears throat> I'll yell in the chat if we're wrong. Um, we're gonna guess again. Eight to twelve has been kind of the constant for these live action shows. Yeah. Any uh, any any wishes or speculation? I guess from you guys that you'd really like to see. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, all Kira. managing God our expectations damn, and stuff, of course. But yeah, crazy. we uh, yeah. we do know who's not going to be on that show is Bib Fortuna. Oh yeah, yeah. that's absolutely true. <laughs> Unless he's like that's the opening true. shot. <laughs> yeah, um, I would really like to. Uh, I would really like to see some kind of flashback or something and learn how Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc pit. I think that would be. Yep, that'd be. Great. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um. That'd be fun. Kind of see what the maybe what the aftermath of uh-huh. you know what the 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 power vacuum and the death of Jabba created after Return yeah. of the Jedi. That might be fun. So I mean, we're what ten years after Return of the Jedi. So something like that. You yeah. Know, really good opportunities for some storytelling here. So we'll get some. I'm cool excited, new, man. Like villains, I think. Uh, I mean, and I, I I'm actually wearing this shirt very accidentally <clears throat> today, but I I think maybe Cobb Vanth. I mean, they're on Tatooine. Like, I think, yeah, you know, true. he shows yeah. up and he, he's got the armor from him. So maybe he's like, oh, I have one friend left on Tatooine. And it's like, yeah. hey, it's me with my perfect hair and absolute <laughs> hotness. What can I do for you? <laughs> it's like, hi. I would actually be kind of surprised if they do, te- like, show us on screen how he was able to get out of Survived. the side Yeah. I think they want to leave yeah. it up to speculation. They may say it. Maybe like, so. They may say how he got out, but they're not going to show mm-hmm. it. I don't think yeah. Show yeah. It. yeah, Fennec's like, so, how'd you escape anyway? And then he looks out of out of the ship and just like... Sheer like, will. She, yeah, yeah, it was something <laughs> like that. Like, I, he was strong, but I was hungrier. Or we're, some, whatever, like, you know. Like, it'll be Two jetpacks. I didn't have just one. <laughs> <laughs> My father, Django Fett, always told me to have a backup jetpack. So I had a second <laughs> Oh, that'd be so bad. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but yeah. I will say, if you had, if you had told me 10 years ago uh, that we were going to get a Boba Fett live-action TV show, I would have thought, that's the dumbest leak I've ever heard. Yep. There's no way in hell that's ever going to happen. Yep. Like, crazy times we live in, man. As Super a spinoff excited. of Boba a Fett series. is one of my favorite characters, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And as a spinoff of a series with previously unknown characters, too. I yeah, mean, that's it's just correct. wild. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just so exciting. We will absolutely be bringing back Bounty Hunt for that if it's the weekly release. Um and yeah, just get super stoked. And that if it's coming out in December, that means we'll probably get a trailer around Thanksgiving would be my guess. Uh maybe they'll release it at halftime over those Thanksgiving football games as they want to do. Yeah. Um but other things that are out now, uh this week showed us the release of Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, the second 
somehow the second Lego holiday special we've gotten in a year. And th- yeah, this insane poster. Uh, that's that's it. Did you guys watch this? Did you guys watch this? this I week? have not seen this, but I have heard good things about yeah, it. I'm saving it. Either. All right. Yeah, it's saving remarkably it for October silly. 31st. That's right. It I is am. so fun. <laughs> it is so silly. Uh, as they showed in the trailer, it does have uh, Ren, the Charles Soul character, um, which is wild to see. Technically a mm. book character, right? Yeah. And yeah, if you like the holiday one, you're going to like this one. If you like uh, the Vader's Castle stories that Kevin Scott's been doing, you're going to like it. If you have 40 minutes and you have a, a, a heart that wants a bit of laughter, you're going to like it. It's just a blast to watch. I watched it like in the morning uh, over my coffee when it came out. So highly recommend that. It's on Disney Plus right now. Go check that out. Are there a lot and of references? Fi- I got to ask. Are Because like that poster is a reference to The Shining. Oh, to like classic horror stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a, there's a decent amount of them. Um, I am not a horror aficionado, so I, I, there's probably a lot that I didn't catch on that I'm sure Alex Damon probably already has a video about <laughs> that you can probably see. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they do a good job homaging classic horror, bringing in some new Star Wars characters. There's a great, like, Luke Ben Solo moment that's just really funny. Um, and yeah, it's very much the classic horror anthology, so... You know, make your cocoa or your pumpkin spice or whatever your night Halloween drink is and cozy up under a blanket and watch it. It's just a blast. But if you want another fun thing to do and you don't want to watch our show next week, which is fine, um, we we do want to say next Monday, the 11th, on the Nerdist YouTube channel at 8 p.m. Eastern, which is exactly when this show airs, um, author Emma Candon of Star Wars Ronin next to me here. We'll be having an author event with Lucasfilm Senior Creative Executive Matt Martin and our very own editor Tom from Del Rey. Uh, they'll be doing a video kind of a, what do they call it, like a panel-esque interview thing with Emma. Uh, they're partnering with the bookstore Mysterious Gallery, which will have access to autographed copies of Ronin. Hmm. So if you somehow haven't pre-ordered this book that comes out next week, or if you have and you just want an autographed copy and didn't get the Goldboro edition, Tune in to Nerdist next Monday at this exact time. Check out the questions. They're going to interview Emma. They're going to get all kinds of information about the book. Um, And Tom and Matt are also always such a blast to watch. So if you need more Ronin in your life and you want to miss us for it, next Monday, tune in. And, of course, if you're looking to buy Ronin or if you're looking to buy Thrawn Ascendancy Lesser Evil, which come out on October 12th and November 16th, respectively, check out our new releases page over at Yushini.com. Get those affiliate links to Bookshop, to Amazon, to Books A Million, to whatever you want to do, whoever you want to support. Go check that out. And a massive thank you to Frank and all of our friends that keep up that database. All right. Charles, I want you to read our first book review. We have two this week. Yeah, I can do that. The first one here is from Moonflyer, who read Thrawn by Timothy Zahn and gave it five stars. It says just as good as the original. My first introduction to Thrawn was in 1991's Heir to the Empire. He's such a great villain, I was happy to see him brought back for Rebels a few years ago. I have been avoiding this book because I didn't want to compare it to the original, but as I worked my way through the Utini reading order, I decided to give the audiobook, read by fan favorite Mark Thompson, a shot, and OMG, I was hooked from the first chapter. I love the cast of characters on builds around Thrawn, especially Eli. He makes you forget you're actually reading about the bad guys in this book sometimes. I don't know why I put 
this book off for so long, but I'm excited to get into the next two parts of this unofficial trilogy. So yeah, I mean, the first Thrawn book is, I think, one of the favorites of a lot of the staff. And the next two were not as highly rated, but still, <laughs> still they're enjoyable, and they help to kind of frame things uh, for if and when, I'm assuming, you get to the Ascendancy trilogy. Yeah, definitely some good uh, some precursors there, especially with the, the last two entries in the Ascendancy trilogy. And Corey, this is, I know this was one of your favorite books overall when we first started this thing. We've had a lot of releases <clears throat> back then. Is this still up there? Yeah, this definitely is still up there. And, you know, I've been trying to think about um, my next book I want to listen to. You know, I've been doing all this trailer work and I have a bunch of painting ahead of me. So you guys know how I like I've talked about painting is like my favorite audiobook task because it's so menial, right? I finished uh, I finished Darth Plagueis recently. I did finish Tarkin last week, too. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, I, I need another audiobook to listen to. So um, I've th- been thinking of actually going back and listening to Thrawn again. So because um, I knew this is one of my, it was, it has been, you know, I would currently probably at this moment say this is in my top five favorite Star Wars books. Um, so I've been thinking about going back and, and listening to this again, because I love this. It's a great origin story, so. It's so good. And for you Rebels fans, we talked about Rebels earlier, got a little bit of Governor Price. If you want to see how she got there. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's absolutely great. Oh, uh, uh, Wes, we got a second one. Go for it. <clears throat> All righty. So our patron of the week... Gavin has written a review over X-Wing Rogue Squadron by Michael Stackpole. He gave it three stars. Peer pressure gave me a pretty good read. (laughs) (laughs) So I began reading Star Wars books at the beginning of this year with Heir to the Empire. After getting into that amazing trilogy, I joined the Discord and began discussing Legends. I kept going down my timeline deciding to skip the X-Wing series until a group in the Discord would occasionally chant until I finally broke down and read it. I wasn't sure how I was going to enjoy it, but it was a very fun read. The first half was admittedly slightly generic, but the second half of the book really grabs interest. Once you get invested into the characters, it's such a fun time and a great intro to the X-Wing series. One of the main characters being named Gavin doesn't hurt either. Yes, (laughs) Gavin Darklighter. (laughs) Gavin Darklighter. I I haven't read it, so I don't know. What? Whenever you see a character who has your name, there's just something special about it, and I like that's my goal. And I'm putting out, I'm manifesting this. How many? Sometimes, how many books got? are in the X-wing series? Not nine, nine, seven, seven. Oh nine, man, one, something like two, that. Three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> nine. It looks like nine. Yeah, nine. Nine. niner. Wow, that's a lot. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I listened to this one recently too. I oh, told yeah, you guys about, and yeah, yeah, the the new version. So, are they saying they did they mention the audiobook? No, he just nope, said he, just he read said it, he read it, it read right? It. Yeah. So they re-released oh, these, right? This is one of the yep. Essential Legends collections mm-hmm. or something, right? Is that what they're called, Essential Legends. Essential Legends collection. Collections, like. Yep. Yeah, um, and uh, they redid the audiobook, right? An unabridged audio production. Um, it was very, very good. And, uh, you know, I think three stars, I would probably agree with that, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was I thought it was really good. It's very technical. Stackpole is somewhat of a technical writer. And, you know, I personally can't really picture, like, X-Wing fights in my head when they're talking about people flying in directions mm-hmm. and on starboard side and all this crap. I'm just like, I'm just basically picturing <laughs> the movie scenes right in my head. And there's yeah. a lot of that in this book. It also, uh, it also definitely reads like... Um, 
you know, it's from the 90s, right? So there's some borderline inappropriate stuff in there. Um, I will say that Cornhorn is a much more tolerable character in this book. Although he does still comment on someone's cleavage, which made me very uncomfortable when I was yeah, listening to it. Yeah, corn horny. So. <laughs> like, there's a little bit exactly. of it now and then. Uh, and exactly. as Gavin said in the chat, Timothy guessed it, and Gavin confirmed it. Uh, shout out to our very own Mike and Scuba Joe in our Discord for bullying you into reading that. Yeah. Uh, you know <laughs> what? That's what friends are for. That's what friends are for. That's what we're That's doing. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, but if your friends are bullying you into reading Star Wars books, uh, go find that book on utini.com and scroll down to the bottom of the complete book details, book profile, leave a star rating, leave a review, and you may make it on this very show. If you're here, you've watched Star Wars Visions, or you're not going to watch Star Wars Visions. Either one's fine. Uh, but what we are going to do tonight is talk about the latest animated project from Disney Lucasfilm and talk about what we liked about it. Uh, what episodes we may not have liked as much, kind of summarize them and do a mini version of Bounty Hunt. If you liked our recap shows on Mandalorian and Clone Wars and Bad Batch and, wow, there's a lot of Star Wars TV shows. What a time to be alive. Uh, that's what we're <laughs> doing tonight. So to start off, basically, if you have not watched Visions, and again, you don't care about being spoiled. I've said it enough times. We're moving on. Uh, this was an initiative that was nine shorts that were made by Japanese uh, anime studios they were given no boundaries. They were all hired by Disney and said, all right, make a Star Wars story the way you want. It doesn't have to fit in the canon. doesn't have to fit in the legends. It can just be that. We got nine of them. They range from about 14 to 23 minutes apiece. And tonight, we're going to talk about just the first four. So, gentlemen, let's just start off basically saying, for the first four episodes, how'd you like them as a whole? How do you think they worked? I think... You know, I think it's like straight down the middle. I think like of all of all the episodes, not even just the first four, I think I could probably say I really, really enjoyed about half. Mm-hmm. I mostly enjoyed maybe 25%, and like I probably didn't really like the other 25%. Sure. Like, I don't know what actual numbers comes out to be that, but that sounds about right in my head. That's math. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I guess I was kind of on the same, uh, same specter there. So, Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one I wasn't really thrilled with. One that completely threw me for a loop. Had no idea that's what I was watch- gonna, what I was about to watch in the beginning. Um, one that I loved, and then one that was just so-so, but it was good. But yeah, um, they were all fun. They were all something I've never <clears throat> thought Star Wars would do, and I'm, yeah. I'm glad yeah. they did it. I'm glad they really did it. Totally. Yeah. Charles? There was only one out of the nine that I would say that I disliked. Beyond that, I really enjoyed all of them. Um, Spoiler, that one that I disliked is is one that we're going to talk about tonight. And and then there were a couple that honestly just like blew me away with how good they were. And I was sitting there and it ended and I was like, there's got to be more. Like there has to be a follow up to this. Yeah, I, you, Eric? I, I'm similar in the way that, like, there was probably, I, I, like, tiered them, right? So, I think that as far as, like, tier one, there's probably, like, about four or so. And then my mm-hmm. tier two were probably about two, maybe three. And then the last two or three were, like, a tier three. Um, But, yeah, two, uh, spoiler for me, two of them we're going to talk about tonight were tier one. That <clears throat> just yeah. blew my socks off and... It was interesting because there was a lot of talk about, we need sequels to this. We need sequels to this. And 
as we talk tonight, I think I'll realize that some of them, obviously, we got a pretty decent sequel to. Um, <laughs> right. But others, I'm going to be like, it's kind of beautiful that they just made them. That they're just, yeah. they exist as a short. They created a universe. They told a story, and they got out. And some were very successful. But I think regardless, this kind of storytelling initiative is such a grand departure from the canon focus that we've had for the last couple of years, which I also enjoy quite a bit. It was, and it was something I never expected to like as much as I did. And I was really glad to just yeah. have the episodes to be like, oh, I watched like two in the morning before work. I watched like one on my lunch. And then I watched like a couple after work. It was just a really nice way to view them. So these could easily, yeah, I mean, it, it, sorry, these could easily live no, in an alternate universe, right? If you oh, believe yeah. in alternate mm-hmm. universes, <clears throat> this mm-hmm. is a different alternate universe of Star Wars, especially sure. with uh, especially with the duel, because that could yeah. be a whole another like storyline yeah. of Jedi. And and you know that like that's kind of like one of the interesting things about anime is like they, you know, a lot of shows and sort of studios like i guess something i'm thinking of specifically probably what i have the most experience with in anime in general is like the studio ghibli or mm-hmm. ghibli i think i think you actually say ghibli but i refuse to say that the studio <laughs> the studio ghibli mm-hmm. films right like you know kiki's delivery service mm-hmm. Howl's moving castle like those types of movies. yeah yeah princess mononoke my, my wife is like really into those films ponyo mm-hmm. um so i've like seen almost all of them and they're all kind of weird and they sort of seem like they're in a in a universe like of their own right and like this felt odd that like we're seeing star wars themes like but obviously in some weird alternative mm-hmm. universes which was super interesting yeah it felt like an experiment too a little bit yeah. like uh-huh. you know are, is that what this is are they testing the waters to see if they want to do a full production is that what this is or is this just a one-off fun project i mean it's a great question and i think i mean the the no fun answer is that it all depends on the numbers and the money, right? <laughs> like that that is just how many people watched it, and like how many like did people watch the featurettes? Like I haven't watched the featurettes that are on Disney Plus for each episode yet, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. purely because I watch a lot of stuff while I'm doing other tasks and they're subtitled, which is great, but I got to focus a little more. And yeah, it's like is- okay, do people watch those or not? Do people watch all of them or not? Do people watch certain ones more than others? And I think there's definitely board meetings that are happening about all yeah. of that. There's some sure. good insight on StarWars.com in our description. Um, that's, uh, what is it? Um, yeah, Star uh, Wars Visions Filmmaker Focus. So good, if you check out that yeah. article, it'll give you like some behind the scenes on some of the on some of the, uh, the shorts that you've already seen. So you don't have to, yeah. you don't have, to have the time to watch all those. And you can go in and just mm-hmm. get a quick, quick glimpse. Absolutely. So what we're going to do now tonight, uh, after that kind of basic overview, we're going to go through the first four episodes. We're going to show you a glorious poster. They've been putting out a lot of cool fan-made posters um, and official posters for these. We're going to show you some art. Then we'll go, we'll do like a, a brief, you know, one to ten ranking, as we as we are want to do. And then we'll just chat about it a little bit. And if you're in the comments, uh, if you want to throw out your ranking, if you want to show throw out your thoughts about it, let us know what you thought. Join in the conversation. We would love that. So, episode one. Probably the one we all knew the most about going into this is The Duel, um, which was by the studio Kamikaze Duga. And this was the inspiration and prequel to the upcoming Ronin novel. Get your pre-orders in. It releases next week. (laughs) And the one-sentence tag is, A wandering stranger with a mysterious past defends a village from powerful bandits. And we had that striking fan image of the Ronin with his red lightsaber. Gents, let's just go around. Charles, let's start with you. One to ten on the duel. The duel... I will probably give a 
7. A 7 out of 10. It was really, really solid. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but there were some others that I, I placed above it, so I got to leave some room there in my rating. All right, fair. Wes, how about mm-hmm. you? I give The Duel an 8.9 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was... I thought the the animation style was super cool. Um, very very reminiscent of like um, of the red um, and some other kind of comic book type mm. um, artistry. So yeah, eight point nine yeah. for me. Great, Corey. I would give it an eight and a half. Uh, I I really like that one too. I mean, I thought it. You know, there's lots of different ways to. Where did your ranking come from, right? I mean, I think yeah. like kind of how we. How we do our books, right? Originality, plot, characters, that type of stuff, right? Um, the art style was super weird, unique, and interesting for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, the fact that it was kind of like black and white except for like lightsaber colors and yeah. a couple other cool mm-hmm. things. That was sick. I'm a big fan of that. Um, the story was – the animation was a little hard to follow at times, mm-hmm. but that was kind of the point, right? A when like a lot of sketchy. motion is happening. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really yeah. see what's happening. Um, but I I enjoyed it a great deal. Um, I liked that it wasn't too chatty. Like there wasn't a lot of talking. It was just – samurai action so i think solid eight and a half yeah uh i'm gonna go 9.4 for this one mm. uh, oh and tom and chat great point man uh shout out to daz tibbles for that fan poster uh this was one of those that wasn't on starwars.com but if you've been following on twitter oh, daz sweet. has been doing so much amazing fan art that's been getting retweeted all over the place um this very one, star wars uh, yeah. name yeah right daz <laughs> tibbles could absolutely be on a ship <laughs> uh, um, yeah, what did I say? Nine point three for this one, probably nine point four ish. Like, I love this one. This one was uh, as Charlie and I were watching it. She was like, "This is like very Kurosawa," and I think it is the very, it is the most classic Kurosawa samurai film of them all. Like, the stranger walks into town and he has the uh, yeah. the tea boiling, and there's bandits, and like it's it's just yes. very very much what you would think of you know, this initiative would be. And I think there's a reason this was the one that was kind of like the poster child for the initiative. It got the book, Ronin, obviously. And for full disclosure, I had read probably about half of Ronin when I when I watched the duel. So I already knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And which is an interesting <clears throat> way to watch it. But I just loved the animation style and I, and how even in the still moments, the, the sketch, like the lines on the characters were still kind of jittering a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I just loved the use of motion the action itself was like realistic in a star wars way like oh yeah you're using the force you can jump all over the place you can do whatever you want and i mean there's a dug in a flying machine with blasters and a lightsaber umbrella like it was wild it was um, sick big fan of the villain i would like to say yeah. yes um, kuru i believe is how you pronounce uh her name you're, you're uh, supposed to like yeah. hit the r tom tom talked about this it's, it's technically pronounced like kuru kuru no, Kuru. like yeah, like that. Kuru, yeah, yeah. Kuru, Kuru is a great character. Her design. I saw this really cool TikTok earlier this week that talked about the use of high heels in Vision. Visions on how it, it's never used to objectify for the male gaze because Kuru comes out in high heels and it's just like I am powerful and will kill everyone yeah, and I yeah. want to wear like stilettos. Scary. <laughs> I know. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, "Ooh, she's gonna be scary." Yeah, <laughs> like she, like immediately as soon as she's in the heel, she used her her umbrella attachment on her lightsaber and shoved it through a guy and then yeah. opened yeah. it up opened at the it. end. Yes. <laughs> I know. That's a, that's a great point. The sick. umbrella was closed, meaning she didn't <laughs> yes. stick the, the hot blade through this guy. She stuck the whole metal umbrella 
<laughs> what a way to go, man. Jesus. Yeah. And How about she the just music? Spun it. Really scary. She just spun it yeah. at the end. The music. <laughs> yeah. The music when when she came out of the ship was a little bit reminiscent of like the Marauders with kind of the vocals. Oh yeah. I love yeah, sure. that song. <laughs> like that kind of deal? Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. Actually, for for a second, I really thought that it was that music. Yeah. Mm. Um, but then I realized it was its original and it's yeah, I'm totally with you. Yeah, she was really, really cool. I mean, like one of the most creative uses of a lightsaber I've ever seen too. Yeah. Like that weird weird doesn't really make a lot of sense, but was also kind of done really, really well. Like, you know, famously the the helicopter lightsabers from Rebels <laughs> have gotten a lot of sort of negative you press, love those, I Corey. think. And I hate those so much. It's not even not even not even a, like it could have been cool, but it wasn't. Here's how it's cool. This is how yes, you do it. Yes, and and this is like this. This weapon makes no sense that it exists. Like, why would you need an umbrella lightsaber like this? And it like detaches, yep. right? Yeah. Like, I mean, can you imagine like, having to carry around this giant metal thing all the time? Just like, yeah, it's crazy. But I thought it was cool and it worked really well and felt very anime and mm-hmm. professional. And I loved it. Yeah, yeah, like the shot when uh when the Ronin catches the blade and then the the uh the unsheathing of the lightsaber how it like he pulls it out slowly as the camera pulls back so it just it just elongates everything and she's like mm-hmm. the lightsaber blade is red and you're like yeah <laughs> yes, oh yes, my it goodness is. <laughs> I I will say there were there were there are several episodes of Star Wars Visions that really stand out with their creative storytelling where things happen and you're just not expecting them to at all. Uh, and I think this this particular episode had a number of scenes in it that were incredibly unique and interesting. The lightsaber design, the way he caught the blade, we've never seen that before. I'll, you know, we see it in um uh in that uh the the trailer for Star Wars: The Old Republic in, in the in the there's oh, a little yeah. duel between Satali Shan and uh, I forget what that guy's Malgus. name, Darth Malgus. Yeah. Yeah, and he like hits her with the lightsaber, and she catches it like yeah. with her palms or whatever. And he caught that with the force, yeah. was super, super. And Ray sick. and Kylo do like the little like hold thing, but he like catches it like between his hands, like yeah, the, like, catch it between his hands, and just, yeah, like, and like, then face. Then the red lightsaber, like mm-hmm. I was a huge fan of the of him having a red lightsaber, like that totally took me off guard. Wasn't expecting that at all. Really, really cool. For more description on why that's important, <laughs> pre-order Star Wars Visions Ronin. Which tells you all about why that's a thing. Uh, I and the first two chapters we were, of this book are this episode, which is very cool. Yeah. I remember we were going through this a couple of weeks back. We were like, what do we, what do we think Vision's going to be? And we should put up all those new screenshots. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we were talking about the the various like stormtrooper helmets how like they only a jaw was shown only like yeah, half the helmet was shown right. and that's because those raiders they 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 uh they they told the story in the episode itself they said there was a old imperial um outpost like on the other side of the mountain mm-hmm. that they had it had been raided and they had taken yeah. all the stuff there and basically used it as their own and then made it as their own yep so that's why you have these raiders or you have these um like hunters that run in there and then have unique stormtrooper and like garb on. So that was it's super cool rad. to see. Yeah. And it was, it was cool to know exactly where that came from. I think I will also say hat droid is getting all the attention. There's not nearly enough attention about gonk T droid. Um, <laughs> so justice yeah. for T making gonk droid. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Well, and, also and speaking of hat droid, 
Uh, he basically saves the day using the Mandalorian's whistling birds. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> oh, this droid has a silly straw hat and a uh, lot of missiles. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. And that was so cool. So cool. Speaking of the, the Kurosawa thing, I know we've mentioned it's black and white, but I also want to point out the fact that there's actual like little imperfections that they layered onto it. Like an actual, if you're watching old physical film, how those little imperfections mm-hmm. will happen. And you'll see him kind of mm-hmm. flash across the screen. And like they actually took the time to put that in, which was incredible. Yeah. 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 That's super cool. I like Intentional that. Intentional imperfections Nostalgic. are such an odd thing in modern media. Yeah. Because yeah. like there's so many digital shots that you, that's like, oh, we need to make it look like it's on film, which takes so much longer, but it is still cheaper than shooting on film. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you, do you ever do yes. like a project in school where you had to make your like a piece of paper look old so you like burn the edges? With a lighter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? I love so that stuff. That sounds kind of like what they do. Put it in lemon juice for a fact. while. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, we've also, the, starting off great, I think the duel was also a great episode to start for everyone. If you, sure. just, if you just hit play on mm-hmm. Disney Plus, I think yeah. it's a great first one. So then, uh, a, a controversial one that, uh, let's get into it. Episode two Tatooine Rhapsody by Studio Colorido. Couple fun facts about this one. Uh, this features the voice acting talents, and the, also, did we? Did you guys all watch the English dub version? I didn't watch the Japanese. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, I didn't. I watched the Japanese for the duel, which was oh. probably the perfect one to watch it for, and then I, I watched English the for the for the let the next two, next three. <laughs> okay, rad. Uh, so the English version of this uh, features the voice acting talents of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, <laughs> mm. And then Star Wars veterans Bobby Moynihan from Star Wars Resistance and Saturday Night Live, Tamira Morrison himself as Boba Fett, and Mark Thompson also had a little Dude. bit in this. So fantastic for Mark. <laughs> yeah, I love. Can we bring up this uh, this poster of this? Because I think the visual language of this particular episode is kind of all within the poster shot. This is the main character just jumping off a stage with his guitar as uh, lights blare because, as IMDb tells us. This episode is about a band with big dreams must save one of their own from Jabba the Hutt and Boba Fett. Very great one-sentence line. Let's go in reverse order this time. Corey, how would you rate this one to ten? Uh, man, how brutal were you going to be here? Um, Let's go for I, it. I did not enjoy this at all. All right. Um, in fact, I had I had Caitlin. I know, I know. I, Caitlin actually had a lot to say about it for me, which we'll get into here in a second. But you know, I think I would give this like a two or three yeah pretty dang low pretty dang low oh my gosh you are not invited to the mosh pit uh wes how about you i know (laughs) i will give it a i'll give it a six for mainly for originality um totally yeah i this is the one i was saying that i did not expect this whatsoever whenever it started (laughs) i mean totally threw me for a loop so i was like I, yeah. I can dig it because it's so different. Totally. Charles. So when I read the description for this episode, I was also skeptical. But bands have been a part of Star Wars since A New Hope. And Jabba's connection to them, <laughs> to hit bands in particular, That's is true. Bennett thinks it's Max Rebo. Guys, this episode was one of my top three. I will give this an 8.8 no! 8 out of way. 10. hundred percent. Gotta be it kidding was me. So I love it. Cool I'm excited and different to talk about and fun. It. it was it was everything I wanted visions to be. That's awesome. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh so two things Eric? on that. Number one, 
Jabba the Hutt totally has a Microsoft Zune. You can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> Number two, um, I I will get this like uh, a seven point eight. Honestly, I really en- wow. I enjoyed again. I think it's the- am I off the show now? No, no, no. <laughs> so I've watched this twice uh, because I watched them all by myself, and then um, during the night, uh, Charlie was at was was working when I was watching them. So we went back and watched them again. And on second watch, I, it was that kind of thing of like, this is a fun emo band. Just doing their thing. Now, was it silly if they were all like this? Do I want that? No, yeah, absolutely right. not. Um, yeah. But in a similar way, I thought it was a fun examination of the music uh, of mm-hmm. Star Wars. It was ridiculous. That hut had emo black hair and a studded cuff. <laughs> and which, a nose ring. And a nose ring. <laughs> like, it is the most ridiculous yeah. of them. Uh, but Charles, yeah. you gave this the highest, the highest rating of us. So kind of walk us through... What what did you specifically love about the episode? What were some moments you really dug? And do you still have that song in your head? So, yeah. So I guess some of the highlights. Um, well, I just really liked the music aspect of it. Uh, I I don't know why. Like, it's one of those things, like I said, that's always been a part of Star Wars, but we've never really spent that much time unpacking that. Like, there are hit, hit bands, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> Um, actually, <laughs> funnily enough, um, the Boba Fett inclusion in the episode was probably my least favorite part of it. I loved hearing Tamara Morrison, but seeing, yeah. seeing him defeated by the flamethrowing guitar uh, of the hut, I was like, this feels a bit inconsistent. <clears throat> but I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, the, uniqueness, the uniqueness of it, uh, the, the three torsoed drummer, like which one gets to mm-hmm. face forward? How'd they rock, paper, scissors, <laughs> that one? Um, the flashback to actually him becoming a part of the band, falling into that ship and meeting the hut mm-hmm. and getting helped up. I actually found that really touching. Um, yeah. I loved going back to Bunta Eve Stadium. Like, that was sick. <laughs> how yeah. how, oh, how are you not cool. excited about that? Why did I think about that? That, that um, camera swoop in it that was they so did cool. right when All, they showed yeah, it? Yeah, the 3D stuff they did. The yeah, song really cool. they played was absolute fire. And I think the icing on the cake for me was the shot from behind of Bib and Jabba and Boba <laughs> watching the concert and Jabba's little tail tapping tail. to the song. So t- I loved that. <laughs> I, now that you say that, though, like I don't know how I think about this. I wish at Boot to Eve it would have been like, well, here we have Star Waver, yeah, yeah. the new band for Jabba. The- I wish it would have been the same dudes. That would have been, po- been great. <laughs> yeah, well, so did you notice the Wilhelm scream they threw in there at the beginning? Yes, during Whenever the concert they threw fight. off one of the, yeah, threw the, one of the bounty hunters off the stage, the Wilhelm scream is thrown in there. But that song that they played at the Mos Espa, the Boutique Classic, totally, 100% would have been on an American Pie soundtrack. That's what, it, like, <laughs> easily, no problem. Oh, man. There's, there's something to funny. that. Well, I'm going to have to rewatch it then for sure and give it a higher rating. Corey, you can't talk like, to the, about this episode because you, you gave it a, such a, a crap rating, right? <laughs> <laughs> Will you just let us talk about it? <laughs> well, you've already mostly convinced me. I mean, you know, I was telling you my, my wife had a lot of interesting things to say. She's watched a lot more anime than me, and there are yeah. like several there's several recurring themes that are in a great deal of anime, right? Like, And one of them is music, right? There's this weird... You know, there's this weird sort of obsession with like this sort of punk rock esque 
genre of music. Like, there's a reason that so many, like, anime, like, they all sound exactly the same, the intros. Like, it's, yeah. like, alternative rock and, like, Naruto somebody else had, had a new, Naruto had a new <laughs> opening song and closing song, like, every half season. But they were all, yes, like, yes. that kind of thing. It's all like that. Okay, Eric. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. me. Fucking <laughs> 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 I mean, Slayer. It's true. It's true. So I mean, it is appropriate. This is like you know. There's other yeah, themes like school. School is really important to like like Japanese and anime uh-huh. and stuff. Like there's always lots of school themes and I don't know. So like I I get it right. I do get yeah. the the inclusion of. You know the whole band thing. Just I don't know. I'm kind of with you about like the Boba Fett being included was kind of weird. Yep. Like the whole intro in the beginning in general didn't really make any sense. He just fell in that ship and then the clone just gave up chasing him. Order I mean, I don't 66. know, they didn't really make a lot of sense. The story yeah, whatever, itself but. the story itself, like they win Does Gee's it, it like make... life by playing a song. It's like, Hey Jabba, we're gonna be the best band in the galaxy and you're gonna be our sponsor, right? And he was just like didn't say a word. And they were I some little girl that. was just like one more song. And they're like, all right, let him live. Let him live. <laughs> I know, dude. You know what it reminded me of? It was like, so we're Alex in the chat shout out said, thought it was Star Wars Green Day, which absolutely. Yes. Okay, yeah, yep. for yes. sure. Yep. Um, exactly. This reminded me of kind of like an 80s cartoon in a way of like, we're going to defeat the aliens with the power of rock and roll and friendship. Yes. Like, like, the, kiss, exactly how it like was. the kiss yeah. cartoon or whatever. The- yeah, where they showed up at Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... And yeah, it's, it's how it was. It has very like weird of going from vibes. the jewel to this. Yes. Yes. I, I Maybe that's part of it. I was just like, <laughs> it was utterly <laughs> shocking going from that, like, like really serious, classic samurai, yeah, classic, you know, and like, I don't know, it just hit me hard. I really, really didn't like how the huts looked. I had no idea that the guy was a hut until it, until it showed Jabba, and he also yeah. looks the same. Like, <laughs> he doesn't look anything like a hut. His eyes are in the wrong place. Yeah. Like, he has hair. Like, there's, what the hell? There's like, a he, shot of him. They're smooth. They're smooth. It, like ew, smooth they look yoga. gross. There's a shot looks, of him looks- <laughs> when they uh, <laughs> when they crash the ship, and he's laid out. He's just like lay, laid out on his back with his like slug tail hanging off no. the side. Watching it him looks really at strange. The end when they're playing the song, he's like rolling on the ground and flipping up while playing the guitar. I, we've never seen a hut move like that. You know what? It is. That's it is ridiculous. not the texture that Diego Luna wants to touch. He's you know a young he wants actual job. So. All right, I'm going to watch it again, and I'll give it a higher rating. And he's probably not actually a two. Corey, he's Corey's going to jump in the Discord after the show and be like, actually, this is worse than I ever thought. This is the one, you animals. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Um, so moving on to that, another episode that actually uh, has been decently contentious, which also I think that a lot of the episodes have gone back and forth on as far as online discourse goes, which I think is the sign of a very interesting project. Um, so the twins, this was by Trigger was the studio starring Neil Patrick Harris and Alison Brie, two extraordinarily famous people. Uh, and the quote is the twins born into the dark side clash aboard a massive star destroyer. Uh, all right, folks, you know how this goes. Charles, one to 10. So this one was my least favorite of all nine episodes. I will probably give this one a four out of 10 and (laughs) And I'll just go ahead and say my piece on it, and then I'll shut up, and y'all can tell me why I'm wrong. Um, it was cool. The animation style in particular was very cool, but it <clears> felt like yeah. this alternate universe, almost like rehash of the most basic ideas in Star Wars to me. Like there was the male-female twins, a black armor-clad mm-hmm. villain in a cape, planet-destroying mm-hmm. super weapon, twin sons at the end. Even the droid 
that looked like R2 was called R Duo. And while some people yeah. may have found that like a fun spin, it just felt very derivative to me. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I, will, I will also echo that and give this one a four for all of the same reasons. I mean, my wife said something very, very similar. We were watching it together about something like, uh, uh, this is just, it's, they just borrowed everything. Like mm. it was almost like, I think, I think it was almost like the creators were familiar with star Wars, but they'd only seen it once or twice. That's how it <laughs> felt like, like weirdly, because yeah, there was a, there was a C3PO character, mm. right? Yeah. Um, I, I will say they took a, they took a lot of creative liberties, I think, um, you know, with, with Star Wars, what is possible and what isn't possible like space, in Star Wars, like being in space. Yeah. Like, like kind of too far kind of too far i think like <laughs> everything they did with the hyperdrive didn't make any sense at all like we'll get into some of that here i think Speaking in a second. Of that- but like yeah space big problem with space the droid was the only one wearing a yes. space suit which makes no yes. damn sense <laughs> whatsoever the, droid, the protocol droid is wearing a helmet at the end to save the human not wearing a helmet floating in space ridiculous yeah yeah I'll, i mean i'll i'll echo both what charles and Corey said i agree um it it didn't there was really no originality in it and i'm kind of big on originality and creativity um there was i mean there was some a couple creative scenes in there um i thought it was interesting because i thought i was looking at an adaptation of kylo ren to begin with and then i was like oh wait that could be darth vader they're just doing a different um yeah or is it or is it luke or is it leia like what the hell is is it luke and then we're going twin sisters twin like twin siblings so is it both is it luke and leia rehash what is this yeah but yeah it was very confusing Mm -hmm. yes the space thing is what got me i mean they were they've been fighting outside of the ship the entire time and talking he was like (laughs) he was surfing on an x-wing like what the flying hell is that and they were like and his ship was an x-wing right isn't that like a sign that he's gonna be switching sides really soon (laughs) so eric Eric, so did you give it a nine? No, I thought <laughs> this one pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I so this is mostly what I've been hearing about this one. Is you three are, are absolutely the majority of the thoughts about it. I guess we're like an eight point two. I had a great time with this one. Jesus, but but here's why. <laughs> but here, every, nothing that you're saying is actually wrong, in my opinion. Like I hear everything you're saying, I'm like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So like, but like in, in yeah. a way of like, yeah, he surfed on an X wing. Yeah, of course. And they didn't have any things in space. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Like. So yeah okay I- yeah so suspend the disbelief on all of those things right the couple of things you can't get away from at all is it explain the entire backstory weirdly in the yeah. episode right mm-hmm. they had to explain everything because yeah. it didn't make any sense right so they've been raised in the dark side born in the dark side they're both evil twins and one of them suddenly isn't also yeah. he has an X wing like yeah well, you should I like the born this- born from the dark also, side thing. it was very it was yeah. very plaguing yeah. I think this one. For me, I, I don't think like I cannot go beat for beat and tell you what happened in it and what the things were. It was mostly I think the visuals for this one were so much fun for me. Like the fact that we're surfing on an X Wing and we have a lightsaber powered by the speed of a hyperdrive is insane and also the most just like anime it's like what what's a Super Saiyan? How is a Damn. dragon as big as a galaxy? Like this is where we go to that level of like we can't yeah. breathe, but also we're like ah! <laughs> and I was like, sure. So I totally, I completely get all the criticism of it as far as, like, even the Tatooine Rhapsody has, like, a little more consistency in its logic. The duel is obviously a much more hyper-realistic kind of thing. Makes more sense. I I did like that one better. Um, This one, though, I I enjoyed it for the pure, unadulterated chaos and kind of nonsense that it was. Mm -hmm. And if that's not your bag, it's not your bag. 
Oh, totally can I, there was a couple. There was a couple things that I really did like about the episode um, that I thought were interesting creative liberties. Like, uh, I like the fact that they did the twins thing, um, and like that sort of twins imagery was kind of throughout the episode, right? Like when the episode opened, we saw two hallways next to each yep. other, mm-hmm. like the two star destroyers. Although I wasn't crazy about how simply they did it with just two star destroyers. Literally, it looks like they set them next to each other with a cannon in the middle. Yeah, that was kind of kind of weird. It's a heavy but the cannon. Idea, you need two ships for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, the, the idea of two star destroyers being connected is super By interesting bridge, to yeah. me. Um, and then, lastly, I think I think maybe my favorite aspect about this in, entirely was the use of kyber crystals and having like corruption with the abuse of the power was very interesting idea, right? It's yeah. like like can you can a Jedi or a Sith or anybody that's in tune with the Force can you sort of not just harness like the force energy of a kyber crystal, but it can it like hurt you, right? Yeah. Can you like get too into it where it overpowers you in some way? What can kyber crystals do? So, you know, you guys know we love crystal lore on this show. Oh, we yeah. talked about that a lot in the past. So I thought that was really cool. The fact that they somehow harness kyber crystals in like some kind of weird suit yeah. was cool. Powers yeah. their suit and this giant weapon that like kills yeah. star yeah. systems, yeah. but not right. but not your body. Yeah, very no. much like, but like mech suits. Being not like, your high heels. No, it, no it, he ripped off that suit like within an instant. He was like, "I don't want this thing anymore." And <laughs> it like, all comes off. It's really? like, is this a Chicago Bulls warm up? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, he had a tearaway. He had a tearaway Darth Vader suit. Yeah. Exactly. Can I can I say exactly. one more thing that really bothered me about it? Then I'll say something that I like to end on a high note for me. Uh, when she goes, where do you think you're going with that crystal? And he goes, to a galaxy far, far away. I was like, no. Oh, my God. Come on. That was dumb. That was that so really dumb. That, that really I really do not enjoy meta yes. Star Wars. And, 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 and later, you, put, you put the galaxy far, far away joke in like Fairly Odd Parents. You don't put it in yes. Star Wars itself, yes. right? And I think when later he was surfing he says, the X-Wing. There's no, there is no yeah. try, only do. And yeah, I was like, yes, yes, he said that. Yeah. He said it. But Yoda says that. Yes, and he says it better. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that I liked about it, um, I, I wanted to say this. There is an example of light side force lightning in here, which I think is a pretty cool idea. Oh, yeah. When they're cool. fighting over the mm-hmm. crystal, right. it's like cool. red and blue lightning. Yep. That was pretty, that pretty cool. So force lightning is official good guy power, kids. Uh, you too can electrocute your enemies, but for good. <laughs> I mean, I, I I use it I use it as a light side character in the Kotor games all the oh, time, right. whether it's allowed or not. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Uh, all right. Let us let us now. Uh, the last one we're going to talk about tonight. We'll take the the second larger half next week. Uh, which, by the way, tune in for that. Even if it's uh, after the running event, the episode that is kind of talked about uniformly is a pretty good one. The Village Bride by I believe Kinema Citrus is the uh, studio. It says, a Jedi on the run takes in the unique customs of a remote village under threat by a warlord. This continues the, you know, stranger in a remote village is very much the thing that yeah. goes through. Um, before we get anything about this, let's let's just do the ratings because we got a lot to say about this one. <clears throat> Charles, 1 to 10. 9.7. Nice, Wes. Wow. Um, 7.7. All right, Ooh. Corey. Nine point five. <laughs> uh, Nine point eight. Uh, yeah, mm, interesting, Wes. I'm excited to hear your I, thoughts. Okay. So I'll I'll start with this one, and I'll get my thoughts of the because I'm also very interested. 
Uh, this, this was such a entire story to start with. This, this I thought was one of the ones that created a universe, maybe the best yeah. in its own mythology. Mm-hmm. Other than this one, and one we'll talk about next week, I thought was also very good. Um, I thought it's visual. It felt and- really complete. Yes. It did feel really complete, like start to finish. Yep. Full story, full mythology, grabbed <clears throat> enough from Star Wars that I could follow some stuff, but also completely its own. Its visuals were a little bit of Studio Ghibli mixed with like classic anime action. Um, I thought the voice acting was incredible. I thought that just mm-hmm. the, the conceit of it all was good. It had quiet moments. It had action. It had bandits. It had Master Padawan. There's just, like, so much in it at once. This, this is the one that ended, and I was like, I'm really glad that we're doing this all as individual stories, but, oh, my sweet <clears throat> lord, do I want more of F and her yeah. story. And, I like... The high heels going into battle mode before she yeah. charged through. Like, that come on! This was, this was my there favorite. were a lot of high heels. There were a lot of high heels in this. Yes, I will there say. were. Like, we, we had three three different episodes with uh, with with heels as a primary theme. Yeah, I totally agree with with all that, Eric. I mean, I thought it was very unique in the storytelling and tying it all in with nature. Felt very Jedi esque. Yeah. Also, yeah. like we've not really seen a lot of nature with jedi right it's more like being yeah. in touch with the force but like nature it, itself but yeah. yeah i thought it was really cool seeing how the the planet sort of changed like the what it, what it was the line so something like uh the planet is remembering or something like that the memories right? like, of yeah, the, the planet's planet. memories that, that was, the planet's memory that was such an interesting thing and uh it's like frozen water has memory Frozen 2, yeah. hashtag yeah. Disney money, hashtag Disney shills. Well, <laughs> well right. speaking of that, right. the memory part of it, the culture that they managed to show us from this planet and, and to be able to naturally display that, I was really impressed by because it, it didn't feel forced. Like It, it all felt like Not it just made sense to be learning about this as we went. Mm-hmm. And the couple right. actually in their customs reminded me a bit of Thane and Sienna actually from from yeah, lost stars too, especially yeah, that memory wow. of them seeing themselves as kids playing in the river i was yeah. like wow mm-hmm. this feels just like them yeah yeah that's cool i was a really big fan of the custom stuff in general of this episode which felt very japanese yep. right very yes, anime we see we see that in a lot of anime that like you just have to accept what the customs are because it's not really explained right they're always yep. burning things and various like like uh like uh, like altars and yep. sacrifices and ancestry yep. is always really important in Japanese culture yeah, family, and stuff and very it's very like, big family focus yeah, family one. family stuff sacrifice like mm-hmm. there was just a lot of a lot of like very anime elements that you mm-hmm. see like I don't actually know like how how big in Japanese culture a lot of those things are right because mm-hmm. I'm a white dude but like right. like but it like it is it. in a it's in a ton of anime right yeah. it's in a ton of anime and, and like I felt like we gathered you know, so much about this little village just from the couple minutes of like little backstory that we mm-hmm. got. I mean, it reminded me a lot of the village <laughs> in the Mandalorian, right? The little oh, farming yeah. village. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, but like, we also, uh, we don't, we didn't really learn much about the culture in that. Right. So yeah. like, it felt, I don't know. I was a big fan of the, all the backstory that went into this. The yeah. combat was sort of an afterthought, like a, like the very yeah. end of the episode, but big and, fan and of And that. also this was so much shorter than that Mandalorian episode. And I, and I agree. I also think it did it better. Um, Wes, yeah. why'd you hate this so much? <laughs> First of all, if you've already forgotten, I gave it a 7.7. 7. The, the whole concept may, it may have blown over my head, though, is by you have to give yourself up as collateral 
Collateral for mm-hmm. what? Did they lose that in translation or something? Like the, she had to give herself up. Well, first the grandfather, the chief, had to give himself up as collateral. Mm-hmm. So, so the separatists to, would stop killing them. Right. So what is he going to do? Is he just going to sit on their ship, or is he going to kill? Or is the separatists going to kill him as a sacrifice? Oh, no, I think they were going to keep someone from the village who was important to the village, so that the villagers uh-huh. would not try to fight back against them. So they, they would yeah. never even have to yeah. have that battle to just have yeah. leverage oh, also, over there's the, battle droids yeah. in this episode Tim yes. made a great point we mentioned right. it's separatist like this this is the one that i'm like this could actually be in canon yeah kind yeah, of that's true it, it's clone wars like they like eh, doesn't have to be <laughs> but i'm just saying i'm just saying yeah so that, i mean the whole concept itself of giving yourself up as collateral to save your village i guess so you're sacrificing yourself but you're not actually dying not no, you're giving not up your life, though. Not the vibe we got. You'd be a prisoner, I suppose, yeah. If okay. we if we want to talk about that, let's talk about how messed up it was that the village chief let his granddaughter take his place. Yeah. He was just, he was, and he was just, just at that feast just eating a chicken <laughs> leg. I mean, she wants to, he's so... Like, like, mm, mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, she, she can go. <laughs> but the, the one thing I did find funny was when he was like, would you like a drink? And he offered a drink to the, the older gentleman, the older wanderer, and then he offered a drink to the Jedi, and he was like... And then he took a sip, and he was like, this drink isn't strong enough! <laughs> and then this giant woman comes over. <laughs> Was hilarious. like, I'm so sorry about this guy right here. The giant yeah, woman was, was so random. I was like, who is and this also, when he was like, when he was offering F a drink, and she has this giant face mask on, he's like, Do you, yeah. can you have a, can you? She's like, Yeah, yeah, I would like one. Oh, no, sorry. I do you, just the mask. Do you, need just, a, you need a straw? I mean, we can hook you up. Yeah. And one thing I love too about this one. I think all. The sister, too. The first time we see force powers used in these is always a cool thing. Because, you know, when the, when the blaster gets shot and then it just hovers and then the slow pan up to you see her mask off just extending the hand. At that moment, I was like, oh, they're like all dead. <laughs> like, like, she has yeah. said nothing. But now the mask is off. The heels are in Crocs. Like, you know, when people put their Crocs and they put them in like active mode. <clears throat> it's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to mess people up and I'm going to take out my katana. <laughs> That was it. That's such a stupid never, TikTok trend right now. I've never now. heard of that I've never heard of that. It's a that. stupid TikTok trend right now. They they put their Crocs on. You know, everybody wears their Crocs as flip flops, right? Like, or, yeah, and it's like it's like uh, like some crazy shit's about to happen. So they like take the little band off the front and fold it back, so it'll it'll hook on to the back of their foot. Crocs right? are battle mode. That's so dumb. It's, just, it's so stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. hey, our, uh, our own Caroline in the chat makes a great point. Uh, moment we have, we kind of briefly mentioned uh, when it zooms in on her husband's fists, like clenching, to know that he didn't like the plan, but he like had to go with it. Yeah, there's a lot of really good nonverbal cues in this episode as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. more talking than to the duel, but still taking the time to show that to go back and yeah. forth was really really key and kind of really elevated this one. Yeah. Uh, so what did like she that what did she mean when she said I will not be alone? That was she metaphorical, said, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of the vibe I got. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch more anime west a lot of this kind of stuff is just really throughout you can't ask yeah. questions about it like i think that's what's weird and unique about it is like 
It's just implied. There's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of that in anime and Japanese culture. From what I can gather, is yeah. like like tradition outweighs logic a lot of times, yes. right? And that's just kind of what they do, yep. I guess. And like sometimes in this, the hero has this to fight against it, or the hero embraces it, and it's got it's a journey. And I think that F kind of finding that balance of like, you know, I'm a Jedi, I observe, but there is a line, and I think that was mm-hmm. the nice thing of like, I'm not going to offend these people, but uh, nope. We, we always defend the innocent, even if it's at the expense of our own, you know, revealing got, ourselves. You have to talk about the, the bucket rocket that that guy threw off of yeah. the Oh, yeah. Uh, that guy threw off of the ridge. His and, helmet rocket. That was crazy. And he was able to apparently dodge all that fire by not even moving. Like, dodged all of those blasters okay. and didn't even you move. Can't, you can't have a problem with that after watching A New Hope thing. ever. That's why I gave it a 7.7. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't explain this to me. Dude, it, can can I just say, artistically speaking, like visually, mm-hmm. I found this to be one of the most striking, especially some of those yeah. moving Very shots yeah. that you're talking about, Eric, yeah. in that fight at the end. But also the music. Again, mm-hmm. I got to bring up the music. I get literal chills oh when they they first play that whenever the Jedi is watching the, the husband carry his wife up the mountain. I mean – actually gave me chills it is that good and this was a i i'm i know it was tweeted out and and people in the chat if you know um let us know the the music for vision as a whole i think was done by a few different people but this this episode specifically was a person that didn't work on anything else and they only did the soundtrack for this specific episode Mm. and i and i thought because you're right the musical language is so different from any other short and i think it's more powerful it's kind of more like a uh, little bit more like like ludwig gornson from the mandalorian a little bit it's a little more impactful in that way and i just thought it was this was when i'm like oh i need this on spotify or a <laughs> yes. vinyl or whatever yeah i love this one and i thought that it was just a great a great middle too because you're like you know we get our first classic with the duel and then tattoo reality is really weird and the twins is a little odd and then we bring it back up with the village bride um, and then slight spoiler for next week, the ninth Jedi is the next one, which is also really freaking good. Um, <laughs> so and the ordering of this was really cool. And, uh, I know when it was coming out, a few people that had gotten early access were like, Hey, wa- watch these in order if you can. Okay. I was going to ask you that. Really Y'all smart. have watched them all. So did you watch them episode <laughs> one through nine? Yes. Not yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. That's and what I'd this recommend. morning. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you did. Yes. All right. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Um, well, guys, as we as we kind of wrap up tonight, any any last thoughts on the first four episodes of Visions? We got the next five next week. Um, as a reminder, everyone. I, but yeah, what do you I, think? I will. I I will say that uh, the progression of the first four was a little rocky for me. Um, sure. The the duel was very good and interesting. Then we got two back to back that I would probably go as far to say I did not enjoy mm-hmm. um, and had me legitimately worried for the rest. Right. Yeah. Like, um, it's good thing about shorts then, though. Tatooine Rhapsody is the shortest one. So. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and then village bride happened and I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, here we I'll go. Keep going. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> yes. The hook is still yes. in. And, the hook is still and I will, I will say the the next five, I, really really loved like it's oh, probably gonna be sick. hard for me to tell you what my favorite was like next week when we talk i gotta but, rewatch um, i'm really excited yeah yeah fellas charles Same West. um yeah so obviously well my favorite right now is the duel which is the first mm-hmm. one 
um, just because I, I loved the 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 anime style, I love the creativity, but I, I also love the the originality. It's from Tatooine Rhapsody, like like I said, it was just I was thrown <laughs> that it was that was what the show was actually about. It's about a rock band that saves that saves another hut's life because their songs were so great. Um, and yeah. Then, <laughs> um, yeah, the third one. The third one, not so much. We don't really need to get into it. But uh, and even <laughs> and even the fourth, the um, the one we just spoke about, the Village Bride, coming around to it, I probably need to watch it for a third time. But um, I don't know. Just it kind of threw me. I did like the whole part where uh, the battle droids were brought in, like how they reprogrammed the battle droids and yeah, how that okay. guy looked like how that guy looked like Xerxes from Three Hundred. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, you know, I'm, exci- I'm excited to watch the, the, the last five and talk about them next week. Um, so, right now, the duel, right now, the duel is really, uh, yeah, it's so good. On, the, Got me on that note, uh, I, uh, I want to apologize. I want to, I want to increase my score for the duel. I gave it a seven. I lowballed that because I knew I was going up from there. I'm gonna increase that to a seven point <clears throat> seven. That's what we'll do. It's very oh, good. All right. But, all right. But I just want to say I think it's really fun that we're all coming here to the table, and we all are relatively similar. Of course, we have our differences, but we get along super well, and yet we approached all I've these projects. I've absorbed you all over the last two years exactly. into my personality. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, but we all came to the table here and had some pretty drastically different opinions on these, and that was the whole point mm-hmm. of this project, right, was to just make yeah, different right. stuff for different people to enjoy. And it gives <clears throat> us a chance to yeah. practice what we preach in the – Hey, mm-hmm. you don't love something? Cool. Talk about it with people who did. Find something find you like. Find middle ground. Find something you like and then move on, you know? And and mm-hmm. it's nice right. to yeah. kind of have the opportunity to to do that with this project and hear such different points of sure. view. Yeah. Absolutely. For oh, sure. my gosh. Yeah. And what a beautiful way to use shorts, right? To be like, you know, when you're making a Clone Wars <clears throat> season or you're making a Mandalorian season, we know that... I mean, realistically, there's probably things they want to try that are a little extreme that they're like, we have a whole season. You know, we got to make sure that we still have a basic middle ground of stuff we can do. And we can kind of go outside of the box now and then, but every episode has to still follow kind of a mold, which is great. We like Mm -hmm. those molds. We love Star Wars. But this, it's really refreshing to be like, what if every single one could just have 100% stakes? Could be, because the next one, it's going to be totally different. So this one burns. All right. That was 15 minutes of my life, you know? (laughs) I, and what a cool way to be able to expand that. And I, I do hope that Visions keeps going, and I hope they bring in new studios. And I hope they let people try new things, and it just keeps being this kind of anthology thing they're able to do. I think that's just so fun. And uh, if you like this Visions, you know what? What I'm going to try to do, no promises, you know, look up these studios, see what they've made anime-wise. Like, yeah. check out this whole new art style, because, like, it's, it's getting pretty big in the West. I think we all kind of got out of school before the, like, high school anime craze happened. Like, when I was in high school, yeah, it was yeah. still pretty underground. Anime now is sl- <laughs> Dude, anime is mainstream it's now, which is totally crazy. Now. Crazy. Yeah. Like, the biggest thing we had, I had grown up was, like, Dragon Ball Z yep. was really big that when was I was it. really little. And, like, even those kids were sort of ostracized, I think, yeah. for liking it, right? But so, now there's a Demon Slayer movie, and it's huge. And it's, like, Attack on Titan, it gets millions of, like, it's, it's, it's crazy stuff, which is awesome. And yeah. they made it in Star Wars. Check out their other stuff. If you again, if you did like the duel, like we all did for the final time this week at least, make sure you pre-order Ronin. It's coming out next week. 
It's a book unlike you've ever seen. Uh, as usual, on release day next week, there's going to be a written review and a video review from us on that. And if you're liking Visions, go over to our Discord channel. Go in the Visions channel. You know, put up your rankings of episodes. Tell us what you're rewatching. Tell us stuff that you've missed. I feel like this is a project that's going to be around for a while, and it's going to be one that, you know what? If you only watch the English, go back and watch the Japanese. Have a lot of fun with it. It's really kind of amazing that something as mainstream as Star Wars did this this year, and let's hope that we got a lot more coming. Because, my friends, that's all you got coming tonight, because that will do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much. A reminder to check out the survey coming up this week about Rogue One. Do you want a watch party? Or do you want us to record a commentary? We're going to do it. A special thank you goes out to Cheryl Bell, OK Endar, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C, and Sally, and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Eric Eilerson, talking a lot about football. Corey is at Doc Star Wars MD. Charles Zetsi Hankel and Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you goes out to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, your producer and community manager, you. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for podcasting with me tonight. Thanks to all of you for tuning in and watching. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy, there is passion. There is no gatekeeping, there is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you, always.